welcome to the School Transport edition of our podcast. My name is Leslie and I'm one of the Education Parent Advisors at Contact. I'm going to talk to you today about school transport and I'll be covering transport for children of compulsory school age in England, that's 5 to 16 year olds. If you live in one of the other UK nations or you have a young person in sixth form or college, please see our website for more information. We'll look first at entitlement transport, then go on to how to apply and, if necessary, appeal. The law states that local authorities in England must provide suitable travel arrangements to eligible children attending qualifying schools. There are three elements to consider here. Eligible children, qualifying schools and suitable transport. Let's look at each of these in turn. So, who is eligible? The first group of eligible children is those living too far away to walk to school. All children who live more than a certain distance from school qualify automatically for free travel. This is known as the statutory walking distance. It's two miles for under eights and three miles for age eight and over. In rural areas, many children will travel by free school bus. Children from low income families form another eligible group. For these purposes, low income means that a child is eligible for free school meals. For this group, the distance rules are more generous. The two walk mile walking distance applies to all primary age children, so up to age 11, rather than the usual age eight. For secondary age children eligible for free school meals, it's a bit more complicated. Your child can get free travel to any school between two and six miles away, as long as it is one of the three closest to your home. It's also possible to qualify for free travel if you live closer to the school than the two or three mile walking distance, but there is no safe walking route. A route is unsafe if a child cannot safely make the journey on foot, even if they are accompanied by a responsible adult. To give an example, your closest secondary school is in the next town, two and a half miles by direct road. However, this is a busy road with no pavements and is used by heavy lorries. Even if accompanied by a responsible adult, the child cannot safely make the journey. Your child may be eligible for free transport in this case. The last, but certainly not the least of the groups of eligible children, is children with special educational needs, a disability or mobility difficulty. This group will be eligible for free travel regardless of distance if they cannot reasonably be expected to walk to school. Let's look in a bit more detail at what that might mean in practice. First of all, this is about walking. It's not about whether a parent can push their child in a buggy or wheelchair or take them by car or public transport. 
Your child may not be able to walk at all, but they might also tire very easily or fall over a lot when walking. Health and safety considerations also come into play. Your child may physically be able to walk, but have no sense of danger, run into the road without warning, or need more than one adult with them to keep them safe. They may be overwhelmed by busy places and traffic noise, causing severe meltdowns on the way to school. Secondly, local authorities must not apply a blanket distance policy to this group of children to determine eligibility, but must assess each child individually. Government guidance on transport spells this out very clearly. Thirdly, eligibility under special educational needs or mobility difficulty is not limited to children attending special schools or who have education, health and care plans. Children with a disability but no educational needs are covered, as are those with a temporary mobility difficulty, such as a broken leg. Qualifying schools. We'll now move on to qualifying schools. Does it matter which school your child goes to? All state-funded schools, including academies and free schools, are covered by the law on school transport. So is alternative provision for children who are permanently excluded or too unwell to be in school. Independent schools are qualifying schools only if they are named on an EHC plan as the only school or the closer of two. Children attending independent schools at their parents' expense are not eligible for transport. Does that mean that you can get transport to any state-funded school? Unfortunately not. The school must also be the nearest suitable to your home. If your child has an EHC plan, then the school named in section I will count as the nearest suitable, even if there are closer schools, provided it is named without any conditions. For children without an EHC plan, there can be difficulties. Some parents tell us that they have deliberately chosen a smaller, more nurturing school at a distance to the family home, but have been refused transport as there are other schools closer. Be aware that most local authorities consider that any mainstream school can provide for children on SEN support. So, assuming your child is eligible for transport, what can you expect? Travel arrangements provided by the local authority can take a number of forms. It might be a bus pass to use public transport, a place on a school bus or minibus, or in a shared taxi. In some circumstances, children may get individual transport. Older young people may be offered travel training to allow them to travel independently. If you would prefer to drive your child to school, you may be able to have a mileage allowance, but you can't be forced to take this option if you don't want to. Whatever arrangement is made, it must be suitable. 
So, what does suitable transport mean? For transport to be suitable, it must be safe, reasonably comfortable, non-stressful, and allow your child to arrive at school in a fit state to learn. Journey time is important, as well as the number of changes or complexity of the journey if your child is travelling by public transport. There's no legal limit on journey times, but guidance suggests a maximum of 45 minutes for primary age children and 75 for secondary. How to apply. In most cases, you will need to put in a formal application for free school transport. Transport isn't usually given automatically, even if your child attends a special school. There should be an application form on the local authority's website. You can often find it by going via the local offer website for your area. When filling in the form, make sure you concentrate on your child's needs rather than your own, particularly if you are applying on the grounds of special educational needs and disability rather than distance. Your working arrangements, for example, will probably not be taken into account. What can you do if you are unsuccessful? If your application for transport is not successful, there is a right to review and appeal. The local appeal procedure should be published as part of the transport policy. You can appeal a decision that your child isn't eligible or make a complaint about unsuitable transport. Most local authorities have a two-stage appeal process. The first stage is a review by a senior officer from the transport department. The second stage is appeal to an independent appeal panel. If, following the appeal, you continue to be refused transport or the transport is still unsuitable, you can take things further to the local government and social care ombudsman. The ombudsman will look at whether there were any errors in the way the decision was made and may recommend that the local authority remake the decision in line with legal requirements. We've now reached the end of the podcast and you should have gained a basic understanding of children's right to school transport. More detailed information, including a fact sheet, is available on our website at contact.org.uk forward slash school hyphen transport. If you need further advice on your child's situation, please get in touch with the contact helpline on 0808 808 3555. We're open between 9.30am and 5pm, Monday to Friday.